there! Christ for Youth International exists to grow youth in fellowship and in honor of our Lord, to be like well-nurtured plants and pillars to adorn, so we can reach out to our generation with the principles of Christ's leadership. Welcome to the Ahava Dantuman Podcast. We hope you are blessed as you listen to this message. So a month of glory. Um, I mean, throughout the, the Bible, we see a lot of scriptures that um, talk about God's glory. Yeah. One day I heard, um, one day I heard a guy tell someone when I was in school, that the, the lady is looking glorious and gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. The double G. <laughs> yeah, D square. So I asked myself, ah, what is it about this lady that she's looking glorious and at the same time glorious at the same time? Hey, gorgeous and glorious at the same time. Yeah. Vibes. <laughs> yeah. It's possible that the brother didn't really understand what glory means. Yeah. So if you're a brother who has been using that, please, I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm here to explain what it means. Amen. <laughs> so the glory of God is the very nature of God. Yeah, it's the presence of God. Yeah, um, let's read some scriptures which speak about the, the glory of God. So that if you have been using it on sisters, you know that. Yeah, you're doing the wrong thing. Exodus 24, 17. Are we there? Okay. The sight of the the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain and in the eyes of the children of Israel. Wow, a consuming fire. Hmm. Psalm nineteen verse one. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Amen. Deuteronomy 5.24 And you said, Surely the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness. And we have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God speaks with man, yet he still lives. Yeah. saying that it's amazing that God can speak to a man, and yet the man still lives. It's amazing. Yeah. But we can still leave this and we are still living and it's normal. So again, those who have been using glorious on sisters, you are warned. <coughs> Psalm fifty-seven verse five. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So as new birth. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in our spirits. Yeah. That's why um, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. One of the things that became new is our spirit. We got a new spirit. And that was the Holy Spirit coming to live within us. I'm in the house. Yes. So um, anyone who is born again is actually a different person. Yeah. Anyone who is born again, when you compare the person to the, um, another person who is not born again, or someone who hasn't given his life to Christ, they are two different people. You can see that they have two ears, one nose, one mouth. Everything is the same, but the change is inside. Yeah, that's why when someone um, gives, his, gives his life to Christ, 
if the person is short, the person still remains short. Yeah. Because we see a lot of short people around. Yeah. And they are born again. Yeah. I haven't mentioned anybody's name. I don't know where you are. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah. So because, <laughs> so because the Holy Spirit has come to live within our, our, our spirits, that's how come we can say that our body is a temple of God. Amen. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit didn't come to live in our spirits, we cannot boldly say that our body is a temple of God. Yeah. So we must live with the consciousness of the fact that God lives in us. Yeah. Any time we wake up, anything we do, we must always bear in mind that God lives in us. Yeah. If, if you have that in mind, there are a lot of things that you will be very careful about doing. Yeah. Because you know that God lives, God lives in you. There's a, a great person in you. There's a glorious person in you. Yeah. So you cannot do some things. Yeah. And from the very beginning, God has always desired for us to be close. He has always desired for us to be close. He has always desired intimacy. That's actually why he created us. God created us so that we would be in a love relationship with him. Yeah. So from, from the very beginning, when he created Adam, he just wanted to fellowship. He just wanted to be close. He just wanted to be intimate. Hmm. And God is always calling us. He's always calling out to us. He's always reaching out to us. Yeah. He always wants to rescue us, as um, we heard. God is always calling out to us. In fact, the word come is used in the King James, um, King James Version Bible about 1,600 times. Yeah, because God is always calling out to us. He's always reaching out to us. That Come, come, come all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. He's always saying come. Yeah, every time. God always, he always wants, he always wants to be with you. Yeah, but you want to be with Sister Rose. Yeah, but God, God's heart is after you. His passion is after you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so God, God has always wanted to be in a love relationship with us. Yeah, it hasn't changed. He still wants to be in a relationship with you. Yeah. So intimacy means closeness. It means close familiarity, close attachment. Yeah. When you are intimate with someone, there's a certain closeness. Yeah, there's a certain closeness that cannot be explained. Yeah. That's why you can, some, somebody can be sitting in... An ordinary place, yeah. The person is just crying, yeah. The person may be crying for <laughs> a lot of reasons, like a lot of possible reasons. Maybe the girlfriend has broken up with, with, with him, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he has been touched by the Holy Spirit. That's also a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Is that one? Eh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we must always seek to be intimate. With God, we must always seek to be intimate with the Holy Spirit, yeah, because that's that's what He has always wanted for us to be close to Him. God has always wanted us to be close to Him, and a lot of Christians live a life that disregards this desire of God, yeah, because we are not we are not conscious. We don't know how much we are loved. We don't know how much God loves us. How much He wants to be with us, so we spend our time doing other things. But God wants to be close. Tell me, but God wants you to be close. Yeah. Hmm. 
Let's read First Corinthians three sixteen. Okay. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Yeah. God is that close. He's in you. Yeah. He's closer. He's closer than every... You see, your, your best friend, he's closer than your best... You think your best friend knows your favorite food? Oh. God knew you before you were born. Yeah. Yeah. He knows you. God knows you. Yeah. It says that you are the temple of God. So you are carrying God's glory inside you. Yeah. That's, this is the truth of... This is the truth of... The, this is what the word says. Yeah. So as... I mean, we've, we've learned about God's glory... We've seen how big and magnificent God is. The truth is that you are carrying this in you. Yeah. That's the truth. That's what the word says. That you, are, you carry this glory inside of you because he, he, his spirit, the spirit of God dwells in you. Yeah. Amen. So the presence of God is not limited to a particular building, a particular place. Yeah. We don't say that God is only in the church building. No. God, God is everywhere. Yeah. And he even lives inside of us. He's everywhere and he still lives inside of us. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. So God's manifest presence is his glory. When you say manifest, it's like a manifestation of his presence. Yeah. So a way you can see God's glory is when we see that his presence is here. Yeah. So God is here, all right. But a manifestation of his presence is what will make us see that his glory is here. Yeah. So, I mean, all this while, you may be walking in glorious things, but once you see that this is a fruit of this glorious thing that we are talking about, that is a manifestation. Yeah, that's a manifestation of his glory. Amen. Yeah. Let's read John 1.14. This is a verse some, some of us know because of the school we went to. John 1, 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of faith. Amen. Yeah. It says we beheld his glory. We beheld his glory. When you behold the glory, it's like you've seen. To behold is like to observe or to see. So you have seen the glory. And this is what John was saying, that he saw the glory with his own eyes. Yeah. So who is to see something with your eyes or with your mind? That's what it means. Yeah. So you are seen to behold. You, are, you, you see the glory with your eyes. Yeah. So you are waiting for a job. Once the job manifests, you, you see the glory of God. Yeah. Yeah. You are waiting for a car. Hmm. You see it. It will, it will manifest. <laughs> I think it's a boom. You see, you're waiting for a job. Okay, the job is coming. It's coming. You see it. <laughs> yeah. And John, John said this because he had a personal encounter with Jesus. That's how come he was able to behold the glory of God. Yeah. If we want to behold the glory of God, we need to have a personal encounter with him. Yeah. We cannot, we cannot see the glory of God if we do not have a personal encounter with him. Yeah. So if you are not born again, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, there's, you are far. There's no way that you can see or you can behold the glory of God. 
Yeah, because it's only, it's only limited. There's a limitation. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Yeah, it's only those who received him. Yeah, so in the same way, it's only those who have given their lives to Christ, who live their lives surrendered to Christ. They are the ones who are going to see the glory of God. Amen. Yeah. So we must, we must endeavor to have a, a personal encounter. You see, you can be born again, but you don't have a personal encounter with Jesus. It's, it's possible that you are in church. You just hear the man of God preach about Jesus and that you should give your life to Jesus. And you want to stand in front and then raise your hand and you say you are born again. But you don't have a, a personal encounter with Jesus. And you see, you can... The way a Christian lives, uh, the way a believer lives shows the kind of encounter the person has had with Jesus. Yeah, that's why someone can pick up the phone and then call someone to come for a meeting. Now, these two people have different encounters with Jesus. The one who is picking up the phone has a stronger one. And then the one who has to be called to come for a meeting, that person hasn't reached there yet. Yeah. If you have to be called to come for a meeting before you make the decisions to come for a meeting or to go to church, you, ha- you don't have it yet. So you have to seek the, the, the personal encounter. When you look at the life of Paul, Paul's life changed when he met Jesus. Yeah. You need to meet Jesus. Yeah, you have to you have to tell God that I want to meet this Jesus that we are talking about. Yeah. Because a personal encounter is what determines how how you how you live the Christian life. Yeah. Yeah. How you even serve the Lord. That's it's a personal encounter. Yeah. That's why people can travel and go to other countries, go and um, win souls. But you are saying that there are souls here, we haven't won, we haven't finished winning them. Yeah. So why are we going outside? <laughs> yeah. This, this two different encounters, two different, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So without a personal encounter, the presence of God will mean nothing to you. Yeah, it won't mean anything to you. Yeah. So like you can, the presence of God is here, but you will not know. Yeah. You can be in a meeting. People are really under the anointing, but you are just looking around, checking. Ah, why are they? Why are they shouting? I just here to pray. Why have they taken a pest now? Hey, yeah. Hmm. yeah. So without a personal encounter, God's, God's, God's presence will mean nothing to you. Yeah, you won't be able to behold the glory. Yeah. Hmm. Paul said, "I am what I am by the grace of God." Yeah, he said it's because of the encounter he had in Acts nine. He had an encounter. And everything, he attributed everything to the fact that it's the grace of God. Yeah. If he didn't meet Jesus, he wouldn't have accomplished. He wouldn't have written all these books that he, he wrote. Yeah. He says, I am what I am by the grace of God. Yeah. You see, one of the reasons why some people, some unbelievers, are not willing to give their lives to Jesus is because they don't have a personal encounter. Yeah. They don't have a personal encounter. That, that's how come they don't see the need or they don't see the sense in giving your life to Jesus or surrendering your life to Jesus. Yeah. You feel like, oh, I have it all together. I have money. I have houses. What do I need Jesus for? Yeah. But let's read First um, Corinthians 4, 3 to 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this age has blinded, 
who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Amen. Yeah. See that the God of this world has blind, blinded their eyes. Yeah. The God of this world has blinded their eyes. So they cannot see, they, they can't see Jesus. Yeah. They can't see the need for Jesus. Yeah. You see, when, when you see, I've, I've seen someone's Twitter and the person is actually insulting Jesus, like using F word on Jesus. He's not afraid. She are using F word on Jesus. I said, wow. I was surprised. Yeah. Years ago, I saw it. I was like, hey, this was our join. <laughs> I don't join at all. Yeah. But you see, you can, you can easily insult someone that you don't see. Yeah. yeah. You can easily insult someone you don't see. Yeah. Like even, when, take, for instance, uh, torture drivers and, I mean, all these people. Yeah, they know that they won't see you again, so they just insult you and then speed off. Yeah. You can easily, one day, <laughs> Vice P was telling me that somebody called his company and then he answered. And then he was upset about something that the company didn't do right. Yeah. And then he was complaining. And you see, the, the insult should have been directed to the company, but he directed it to Vice P. Yeah. Because he's representing the company. Yeah. You can, you can easily insult someone that you don't see. Because, you know, you can't see the person's face. You, you can easily tell the person in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of you have been insulting him. If <laughs> if was in front of you right now, you may not be able to insult him. Unless maybe your passion is really strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so unbelievers, they can't see Jesus. Yeah, the God of this age has blinded their eyes. The devil has blinded their eyes, so they, they cannot see. Yeah, so we shouldn't really um, blame them. It's not their fault. What we have to do is rather pray for them yeah, so that they will see what we see. Because you know, it's not everyone who understands what we are doing here. Some people come and pass, and they insult us and go. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't know what we know. Yeah, that's why they can insult us. Yeah. So please, when you see someone who doesn't want to give his life to Christ, don't, don't be angry with the person. Because even God wants the person to be saved more than you. When did you come? So relax. <laughs> relax for God. <laughs> Let him do his thing. <laughs> Amen. I mean, one of the things about God's presence, even when you are going to church or even when you are coming here, we should, we should learn to come early. Yeah, come early and come and experience. I'm going there. Come and experience the <laughs> prayers. Eh? Ex- experience worship. Some of you haven't seen worship here before. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> As my branch, hey, Seven. They don't count for worship. Worship is only three people. Yeah. It's, it's a bad thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad thing. Yeah. One day, I, I don't know why young people, maybe Ghanaians, they like, it's like they cherish being lit. Like it's something they hold. They really like it. Yeah. They hold it so dear to them. I don't, I don't understand that thing at all. Yeah. One day I had a meeting with some people. And then the meeting was supposed to start at 6.30. And then there was one guy who was delaying. Yeah. So we, we decided to wait for him because I, I had to. I needed to have all of them in that meeting before I could start. Then the guy came at about after seven. When he came, he was like, ah, you people, you haven't started here. 
I was like, oh, no, we were waiting for you. I was like, oh, Charlie, people shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Because at 7.30, I have to go somewhere. Yeah, he does him late. Yeah. <laughs> he has the confidence to tell me that I should hurry up because he has to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. But we have, to, we have to stop that thing, seriously. Yeah. We should learn to go to places early. Yeah, because if it was your visa, you'd be there early. Yeah. If it was your visa, you'd be there early. Yeah. If you are going for a flight, you have a flight, you, you reach there early. Yeah. Ghana card, even Ghana card, you sleep there. Ghana card, but the presence of God, yeah, you choose to come. Hey. Huh. We hope you've been blessed by this message. You know, listening to a message once is never enough. Stay connected for more and follow us on Instagram at ahava underscore to get in touch. Remember, you are loved. Stay blessed.